What's happening, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Best You Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Kochis. This time around, I have a special guest on. His name is Cedric McSween. Uh, he is owner of McSween Coaching, and he is a, a, a business coach, um, someone that I previously have worked with in the past. I've known him now for a few years. He's been a mentor of mine and my man has been through uh he's he's been through a lot he's had multiple different positions in corporate america i believe he was a police officer he was in the military he's managed hundreds of people he's been a business coach now for years he just has a ton of knowledge and experience uh he's a uh, an expert in the in the realm of time management and personality styles and he travels the country right now coaching businesses on things like time management and leadership and change management and all these types of things so he uh this was a great episode we talked a lot about you know mindset and you know goal setting and uh and time management and how to kind of overcome some of the self-limiting beliefs that we may be having that are that are holding us back. So uh, it's it's a great episode. I think you're going to really like it. Please, before you go any further, don't uh, don't forget to subscribe, uh, share, you know, please share these episodes, especially if you find value in them and there's people that you know that, that would benefit from listening. Please share them and don't be afraid to leave a review or a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback on that. So with that said, I hope you enjoy this episode with myself and Cedric. Cedric, my man. What's going on, JK? How are you? <laughs> We're doing fantastic, man. Awesome, fantastic. awesome. So for those of you listening, I'm here with uh, Cedric McSween. Um, he was uh, previously my my business coach and, and mentor, still is a mentor uh, to me. And I wanted to bring him on because I think he can share some super valuable insights in the uh, sphere of, of mindset and goal setting and time management and these types of things that will help every one of us out, whether it's accomplishing our fitness goals, health goals, anything, um, anything in our lives uh, for sure. So Cedric, thanks for being on. And real quick, why don't you start by just kind of sharing a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you're doing, how you use your time, and, and, and what's, what's your passion oh, about. I, I would love to. And uh, thank you for having me on here. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a business and executive coach. I, I'm a facilitator. I, I conduct leadership conferences all over the country. Uh, I do work with uh, a number of business owners and uh, also career, exec career folks going yep. through transition to help them see how to get through the challenges in running a business, the challenges in how to get out there and, and promote yourself. Yeah. So uh, I am a, I'm, a, I'm actually a student of the whole process with that. Sure. So, uh, and, and what ignites me, you know, every time getting an opportunity where in front of, whether in front of a, a room or whether in front of a client, is putting myself in their shoes, is to become them. Yeah. And then utilize the background and my experience, uh, my education and everything that, that I have in order to help them go through those those barriers. That's awesome. Yeah. And you say experience. Now, you know, looking at you, talking to you, you know, you, you, you don't seem like you've been around for too long in the sense of your energy and how you look and how you present yourself. But, you, you know, how, how old are you, Seth? I'll be 64 this 64, month. looking like you're 34. Oh. Um, and, and real quick, though, just to give some background, like, You've, you know, from knowing you for how long I have, you've done a lot of things. Yeah. You've managed a lot of people. You've worked yeah. in a ton of different industries. Yes. Um, you're, you're, um, what's a disc 
uh, facilitated, certified with that. Yeah. And, and for those of you that don't know, that's, you know, share a little bit about what that is, because sure. I think that's very insightful for your ability to, you know, communicate and to work with people and knowing the the intricacies behind why we do what we do yeah. as people. So what tell tell me a little bit about DISC and, yeah. and what that means. I, I believe DISC is, and other behavior styles, assessment programs, yeah. are huge. Uh, they are life transformational changes in, in, in everyone, if you apply them. Uh, DISC is the ability to use the four behavioral styles mm -hmm. based on the category. Okay. D for dominance, okay. I for influencer, uh, S for steadfast, C for consciousness. And what that means basically is it's pocketing a person based on their behavior style yeah. in one of those categories. We have a blend of all four, Jeremy. For sure. But we have a dominant one. Yes. My job is to help people to understand where they are, where they chart, and also how they identify others around them. Okay. So just like you, my friend, you help focus on them on practicing on putting a repetition in, in, in exercise and yeah. fitness and nutrition. Mm -hmm. I help them practice on how to understand and identify and recognize and communicate to all those styles. Yeah. It's a work of art. Yeah. So I remember, cause I remember working with you and you, you know, t working on what we call the platinum rule, right? Yeah. So everyone oh, yeah. knows the golden, Still use that too, what, what, the what's, the, what's the golden rule? Uh, gold rules, treat others as you will want to be treated. Treat, the platinum rule is what? Treat, treat others how they would like to there be treated. There you go. Jeremy, you did yeah. it. Yeah. So I still remember it. Yeah. And I think, you know, that is such a powerful thing, yeah. right? You know, yeah. cause not everyone wants to be treated the way that no. we want to be treated. Right. They want to be treated how they want to be treated. And in, using the knowledge that you have when it comes to personalities and you know just you know reading people and better understanding how do they communicate what how do they hear all that kind of good stuff so that's awesome well thank you for sharing that and then um you know i wanted to first kind of start by talking just a little bit overall just kind of like mindset sure st stuff you know because you know one of the things that i've kind of rooted myself to when i think of myself making changes, making improvements, setting goals, and more importantly, helping other people, mm -hmm. you know, achieve the things that they set out. One of the kind of core things that I've rooted myself to is the idea that, you know, your results, your outcomes mm -hmm. are a product of your action or your inaction. Very true. And your action is a product of your feelings and your emotions. Mm -hmm. And your feelings and emotions are ultimately a product of your thoughts and your beliefs and your values. Exactly. And so at the end of the day, if we're looking to achieve certain results, if they're going to require any type of sacrifice or planning or, you know, overcoming of obstacles, mm -hmm. we, we would be benefited from looking back and, and, and looking at our mindset and what are the things that we're thinking and yes. believing and where do we have any self-limiting beliefs in these kinds of things. So what, do you agree with that overall kind of principle Most foundation? Most okay. definitely I, I do. Uh, and, and honestly, uh, it's it's the things that we can control. Yeah. I mean, there's an old saying. Uh, sometimes we have to learn how to move out our own way. Yeah. Uh, because we create our own challenges a lot of time in, in the space in our head. Between, exactly. Between our, our brain here. Yeah. And we don't understand that, that it can make a, it can it take us to the next level or it can stop us from moving to the next potential thing that we want to move to. Yeah. It's huge, Jeremy. Absolutely. So I agree with everything you said there. Okay. So... What can you share with, you know, for those, you know, because I think when I talk to people about this, most people, they, they nod their head. Yes. Like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. But then the follow up question 
excuse me, is, is usually like, well, okay, so what do I do? How do, how do I take that, Correct. that belief or that, 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 you know, concept and how do I do something about it? How do I get out of my own way? Yes. So are there any tools or strategies you would challenge someone to use to start to gain either, whether it's, you know, I'm a, I, I like to start with just awareness, like yeah. become aware of what's going on, but what, where, where, where would you guide someone? Great point. Uh, and, um, one of the things we got to realize is also it's not, there's no cookie cutter scenario. Here. Of course. We've got to look at everyone differently. Yeah. Everyone has a, their own perceived values. Mm-hmm. And what ignites one person in our message could ignite someone else completely different. Yeah. And so one of the things that's important is to find out and identify, and this is where active listening comes for me, that will become more of an active listener, is to find out what are, those bu- what are those buttons that they have? What are the things, that, those triggers that really drive home the buy-in that they may have if there was a certain objective met or outcome, it'll give them this reward. Okay. Because sometimes there's a disconnect, Jerry. Okay. There's a disconnect. They can't get it. They will agree with it, but are they willing to move forward? Sometimes they may not because they don't have that perceived value of what the outcome will be for them. Okay. It could be a part of denial too or not recognizing that they could even meet that. Mm-hmm. That it may be in their mind unrealistic. Okay. Interesting, huh? Yeah. So part of what I heard was kind of a bit of like first becoming aware of yes. of your key values like what really at the end of the exactly. day is most important to you because for like you said for some people like especially people who are in a sales role who thrive in a sales role yes. they value the sense of of winning exactly they value the sense of i got the job done exactly. and what's the next task where other people that's really not they value more connecting exactly and having relationships and so on and so like that what I again just to kind of recap that like is hearing like first and foremost we have to become more in tuned with to. what we care most about exactly okay I mean that's huge because Jeremy and this is where we can become more aware of where they are in their space mm-hmm. in order to identify in order to help them along the way if they want to be helped we got to know what is the what's the igniter what ignites them to get to that point? yeah what are they willing to do to make that happen if we hit that space hit that button that trigger uh-huh. and again we all have different triggers of course okay so when it comes to uh you know self-limiting beliefs yes uh you know, because you kind of mentioned some people may or like they may have something going on where they like are tricking themselves into thinking Correct. that they sabotage yeah. self sabotage. Yeah. So yeah. how you know? Let's say you know I was talking with someone um, the other day, and we were talking about how <clears throat> this story keeps reappearing mm-hmm. in their brain of you know I've I've always we were talking about weight, mm-hmm. you know, body weight because obviously that's a big topic mm-hmm. around here. Sure. And and they were sharing that. They kind of, they just have this belief that, well, I've always been overweight. Yeah. I've always struggled with my weight. Yeah. Well, that's a negative self-limiting belief. The longer yeah. someone believes that, yeah. the longer they tell themselves that, the more they're going to, they're going to fall victim to it because yeah. they're just reinforcing what, what is. So if someone has the level of awareness to know, okay, I know I have this belief, mm-hmm. how do I get rid of it? How, how do I overcome it? How do I start moving forward and get push it aside? Well, great question. And, and first things first is what you said earlier, awareness. Okay. First things first, we have to be aware that this is happening. Yes. We have to accept that this is happening. Okay. So that... Recognize and accept that this is happening. And those are two different things, this right? This is huge. Yes, it's two different things. Becoming aware 
is one thing. Yes. But then accepting it yes, is because, a totally different because thing. Because it's, it's a version of a denial if they don't accept it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Sweet. So that, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. um, what's the saying? If what you resist persists. Exactly. So if you're aware of it, but you're trying to just shove it aside and, and deny it. Exactly. You're never going to overcome it. Exactly. So right. we have to accept it. Exactly. We have to we have to recognize. And sometimes accepting something, you know, interesting, Jeremy, there's a a perception that acceptance or accepting something is a form of weakness. Yes. Some people's like, you know, it's, I think we were, yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's like even adaptability. Adaptability, being adaptable to others is a perception sometimes of, of weakness. Mm-hmm. But I will share with you, my friend. Yes, please. Adaptability is power. Okay. A power. And some people don't realize that. So going back to this scenario about this self-limiting belief, if we can't get them across to, to be aware and then to accept yeah. that it is happening, before we can get them to the next side, we got to get them to feel that way. Yeah. If they don't, then that's the part that's going to be more of the struggle. Yeah. I can guarantee it. Yeah. And that's in helping them with their career, helping them with in their weight, helping them in their lifestyle, helping them in becoming better leaders. Mm-hmm. All of those things are important. You, we got to be willing to accept that this is something that's happening mm-hmm. before we can move forward. Yeah. There's, there's a saying, and I've talked to corporations in, uh, with change management, Jeff, I mean, Jeremy. And then one of the things that is said, it says, in order to change something and move forward, you've got to give a chance for, to end something that's ending. Say that again. In order to accept and move something in, in a, from a change standpoint, yep. you've got to allow people to accept, to accept and end the change or end something. Okay. You've got to end something first before you can move to something that's a new And beginning. before something can end, it has to be accepted as reality. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. No, I, I this is, yeah, and, and it's just a different way to frame it from maybe the way yeah. I thought about it before. Yeah. But I think that's, yeah, like I think... Yeah, it's very common for people to view acceptance as weakness. Well, if I accept this, I, you know, I'm not as good of a person or I'm not as, yeah. but but it's the opposite it's of the that. Opposite. Because the more you deny it, it's still going to be there. Yeah. And it, it it is what it is. Yeah. And the sooner we just accept it for what it is, the sooner we can end it and move exactly. on. Exactly. Okay, perfect. So yeah. I've become aware of these, maybe this belief or these beliefs that I'm that are hold, that have been holding me back mm-hmm. and I'm able to come to terms with it and just accept it for what it is and mm-hmm. not put judgment on it. It's mm-hmm. not good, it's not bad, it just is. Mm-hmm. Now what? Ah. Once we've had the ability to to really accept, we went through the process of being aware. We go, go to the process of accepting. We know this is happening. Mm-hmm. We are not just aware, but we are willing to accept now, I got it. I okay. know this is going to happen. Then we need to identify what is the next thing that will allow you. Oh, first of all, are you, are you happy with where you, where you are? Mm-hmm. Understanding, is this where you want to be? Is this going to be your norm? This is what you want to be. Because here's the key. If we don't, if they say that this is, I'm happy where I'm at, then why do we move forward? Right. There's no sense in moving forward with that scenario because there's not a reason for them to change. Uh-huh. But if they're saying, I'm aware of this, I accept that this is happening, I don't like it, at least we know now there is an impending event for them to move forward to do something. Mm-hmm. What that is, it could change, it could alter. It's based on what their perceived values are, yeah. what their goals are. Yeah. But we got to get them to that point, don't you? Okay. Got to get them to that point. doesn't matter where they are, what it, what it, what it is that's, that's going on at that point. Mm-hmm. We've got to get them to that point. Okay. 
Love it. So once you get to that point, then you can start, you know, kind of going back, taking some inventory of, okay, yeah. well, what is most important to me? If, if I'm not super satisfied with where things are today, what would make me satisfied? Exactly. What, what's going to drive me to move me forward? What do I want to be different? And then from there, a plan can be put, can be designed and put into place. Yeah. And, and let me give you an example then. I'm not going to mention any names, but there's, a, there's times when I've had a complimentary session with a, with a potential client and realize that as the conversation is going, there's a, you know, you're trying to get the idea if there's chemistry, if there's a ability to work together oh, and yeah. all those things. Yeah. And then, but you, you notice and you observe and you see that this individual is not really all in. Yeah. All in, not all in at all. And so in your mind or in my mind, I've got to make a decision, an assessment. Is this worth my value yeah. in order to move forward with this individual? If they're not willing to step across that line, first of all, being aware of what, what's holding them back. Yeah. Secondly, accepting that this is a reality that it is happening. And then third, are they willing to move? If they're not happy there, are they willing to move forward? Yeah. This individual was not happy. It wasn't, it wasn't a happiness. They just were complacent. They, didn't, they could not get out of their own way. Yeah. So in, in my decision was to say that with, you know, I don't believe we're a good fit then. Yeah. And it's nothing personal. No. I just don't believe we're a good fit. Yeah. Sometimes we have to sit back and say, if this is not, if this is going to consume more of our time than we want to give, yeah. then we need to make some decisions. Well, and I think that's a, a per, the example there is you, because of how aware you are with your values and priorities and how aligned you are, you were able to realize that working with that individual wasn't in line with your values. Exactly. And so everyone listening could use that as like, what are you doing right now? Right. That's not in line with your values. Exactly. And those are the things we need to be able yeah. to eliminate. Exactly right. Do as me, much as possible, right? Do me a favor. Right. It's, I'm glad you said that. For everyone who's listening to this, always, if you haven't journaled before, journal. Write down what those perceived values are. What, write down what are those things that really get you up at night and get you excited, get you drive, driven. What are those things that are, that are you doing? And then what are you doing? That, what are the things that you're doing to, in order to help accomplish those goals? And what are the things that are not, you're not doing to help accomplish those goals? Because that will help you yeah. to identify a blueprint of where you should be going and what kind of help and resources you need to be having. Yes. Because what, what do they say? If you, want to, if you want to truly know what someone's values are, what they value and, 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 and prioritize, look at their calendar exactly. and look at their bank account. Exactly right. Right? And so with that said, as you just said, people li like writing this stuff down is, okay, here's what you wrote down as your values, mm -hmm. is what's most important to you. Mm -hmm. Well, then do some inventory. And, exactly. And, and this process is just about becoming aware rather than, you know, this isn't about shaming yourself. If you're not living to your truest values, that's okay. But the idea is what are your values? And then, yeah, like what are you doing right now that is in true alignment with those things? Do that, keep doing those things exactly. and do more of them. What things are you doing that's not in true alignment and how can you slowly start to move past those things so yeah. that if right now 50% of your time is spent doing high value things and 50% is low value, right. How can you right. get that to 60, 40, exactly. 70, 30, 80, 20? Exactly. So that eventually 99% of your day is done doing high value things versus low value. And, you'll turn, and, you'll, and your outcome will, will actually show. <laughs> and your, the outcome will be there. Without a doubt. There's an old saying, Jeremy. 
If we keep doing what we always have done, we'll keep getting what we always that's have done. That's right. So everyone remember that because it's important. Yeah, and expecting anything different is insanity. Insanity. Yeah. Right on. Okay, cool. So the, those are definitely some some key components to grabbing hold of you know of your mind and your thoughts and becoming more aware and then that acceptance piece is huge yeah. um to to be able to to do that so let's say someone gets to this point got it where they took the time they've got some values down and from those values they've created goals or outcomes that they're looking to achieve mm-hmm. when it comes to goal setting i know this is something you help a lot of people with what can can we start by maybe addressing some of the common mistakes people make? Yeah, yeah. When they set goals for themselves, there's an old saying: uh, a goal is not a goal if it's not smart. Okay. A goal is not a goal unless it's smart. Okay. And and you know what I mean by smart. We've used smart goals before, yeah. Sure. And smart goals for everyone who some of you, I'm sure a lot of you know, and and for those who may not be aware, smart goals are the acronym based on S being you know specific in your goals. We got to make sure they're specific. Okay. M is measurable. They've okay. got to, there's got to be a measurable component there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you got A for attainable. They've got to be realistic as well, which is the R. And then T is time bound. Every goal, every measurable goal needs to have a, a time sensitive deadline mm-hmm. because that, that ignites our mind, our energy to meet that goal or go after that goal because we have a deadline. Mm-hmm. So there is an old saying nothing to measure, nothing gained. Yeah. So we have to make sure that those goals are meeting that smart uh, platform. Okay. First of all, uh, they need to be written down. I know people who say, I've got my goals in my head. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but, <laughs> but if it's in my head, uh, it's not going nowhere. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so it's going to stay up there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm a big believer in visualization. I'm a big believer that uh, with clients and everyone that you write those goals down. And you review those goals on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and you check them off as you meet certain goals. Mm-hmm. You have checkpoints. You have basis of looking at those. And as you meet them, as you meet a goal, celebration starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be celebrating yeah. when you meet a goal. Yeah. Uh, and, and start to move forward to the next one. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the do's, do write them down. Instead, of the, in terms of the don'ts, don't keep them in your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There are some other things that are, are also important as well. I mean, um, the goals should be in line with your values. Okay. We, yep, we addressed on that. But it's easy to, it, you know, Tell it's me. so easy to Correct. obtain goals based on what you see other people doing. Exactly. You know, especially here in the gym, you know, you know, Sally sees Susie get her first pull-up and now all of a sudden Sally wants to get a pull-up, but she doesn't, at the end of the day, her values don't align with getting exactly. a pull-up. Now, I'm not saying, I'm just picking something out of the air, but right. the idea is that I think I, I've seen it happen a lot. I've done it myself where I see somebody else achieve something that is cool. Mm-hmm. It's attractive to me, but at the end of the day, it's not aligned with my values. Exactly. I make it a goal of mine and then I don't accomplish it mm-hmm. because... If it's worth anything, it's going to take sacrifice and it's going to take planning. And if it's not in line with what's really important to me, I'm not going to go forth and do those things. Exactly right. So to your point, it's, it's really crucial to be making sure that if we're going to put the time into, into planning out a goal and writing it down and doing all this stuff, 
please make sure that it is in alignment yeah. with really what's truly important to you. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and that's so important, Jeremy. I mean, uh, the other thing is don't overwhelm yourself with a list of total goals. Be very mindful of the goals you write down. Mm-hmm. I mean, a go- goals can be just one. Yeah. It can be two. It doesn't need to need a, be a laundry list. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't overwhelm yourself. You know, make sure that you're doing in increments. Incremental successes is better than no successes at all. Yeah. I mean, think of like, and, and well, I've, I was hearing, I forget who it was, listening to another podcast or something and hearing uh, someone talk about how we overestimate what we can accomplish in a day and we over- underestimate what we can accomplish in a year. Exactly. And I think when it comes to goal setting, like how true is that where we, you know, we think we can accomplish everything in mm-hmm. one day, mm-hmm. which we can't. Yeah. And we've, we forget to realize that if I just do a little bit more, half a percent more today, mm-hmm. and I keep doing it in a year, I could be a whole new person. Exactly right. And so I think with that said is challenging yourself when you're writing your goals of, you know, don't forget, you know, for anyone who invests money, compounding interest is a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, think of the same thing when it comes to having goals and building habits and doing these actions that... Yeah. A little tiny bit every day, done every day. Goes a is, long goes way, a long baby. Way. Yeah, so so very cool. Okay, so smart, being specific, having a measurable component, making sure it truly is attainable mm-hmm. and you're not making your goals that are just completely out of the question, um, that it's relatable to your values. Exactly. And that it's time now. Yes. Awesome. Um, so do you feel like there can be or should be different strategies for really big goals versus maybe smaller goals. So as an example, like from a business, like, like for me, I'm a, you know, business owner. So we may have like a huge goal for the next year when it comes to whether it's revenue or, you know, profit or whatever. Um, and then on the side, you know, maybe more personally, I may have a goal of, you know, I want to, uh, I don't know, I want to lose five pounds over the next three months. Like, do you have, would you use different strategies or uh, recommend people look at things differently if something is a bigger goal or a smaller goal? Or is it just kind of like, no, it's all it's all the same, just relative to what the action steps needed? You know, it's a, it's a good question. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, you know, based on the, on the value of the goal could dictate what those action items will be around that. Yeah. What are the, ten, what are the things that you'll be focusing on? Uh, larger goals are going to be more of a, as you, as you mentioned, they're going to be more geared around a bigger outcome. Yeah. So there are going to be some measurable, some, some checkpoints along the way to, in order to see where you, how we charted. Yeah. Some action items to get there. But maybe five pounds may not be, that may be more of a, a, a short-term goal where, again, it may be minimal things that you need to, to put in place. Yeah. Either way, we still need to put some action items in place for, for sure. both. Yeah. Uh, measurable action items in place. Okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think as I'm thinking about that, uh, I think what what's a paralysis by analysis, oh, yeah. right? And I oh, yeah. think when people do set out bigger goals for themselves, they focus on the complexity and the size of the goal. Correct. And that can either keep them just stuck in the same spot because they're scared to take action, mm-hmm. or if they don't accomplish it really quickly, they think that they're failing. Exactly. And so I think when we do have a bigger goal, whether it's health-related or financially or you know business, whatever – is having the bigger goal, setting a time frame to it. So, okay, this is a year goal. Mm-hmm. Well, then 
breaking it down into smaller exactly. chunks and reeling it back into, well, in a year, this is what I want to happen. Well, what, how, how do I know what to do today? Exactly. So it's kind of breaking it down step by step it's so huge. that it can be more consumable and more action oriented. Well, and more realistic in their yeah. mind because a bigger goal can be so huge. Yeah. That we need to put them in, in, in steps and put them in phases and put yeah. them in different parts uh, in order to make it more realistic. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no doubt about it. Sweet. Um, no, cool. And, and so that, that, that br- brings me to the next thing that I think would be impactful is now that, okay, I'm developing a better mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more clarity on, on what beliefs I have that are, are holding me back and or which ones I need to adopt to move me forward. Mm-hmm. I've got some values in place. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to set goals. Mm-hmm. Now the ever important piece, right, is taking action. Yes. Well, with that said, from hearing people and working with people, I know that one of the biggest components that limits or at least comes about as, um, I'm not a huge fan of the word excuse, so we'll say reasons for not taking action. <laughs> it's excuse for me. Is, is time. Yeah. yeah. I don't have enough time. Yeah. I ran out of time. I need more time. How do I make more time? And so knowing that you're, you're you know, highly uh, qualified to talk about time management and, and that what tips and tricks or action items or things or, or strategies would you give people who, you know, we're all busy. Yeah. We all got a lot on our calendars. We all got all this stuff, but guess what? We all get the same 24 hours a day and there are people out there who are crushing it in all facets of life and they get the same amount of time as we do. So what advice would you give for people when it comes to improving that? Uh, I mean, Jeremy, I'm a big, huge proponent about time. I wrote a book about it. Yeah. So for time management business, because I know how critical it is. Time management can make a difference in our careers, and our businesses, in our lives. And we have to be mindful of that. We have to put more value in our time management and how we use our time efficiencies and how we allow for the things to be more important in our time and make sure that we are able to say no to the things that are not as important. Create the ABC list analogy. What are the things that are important in the A that are going to be critical? What are the things that are going to be just as important in the B? And the C are going to be things that you could delegate if you're in business, or you can allocate another way of putting those in some place where someone is going to address it. Okay. But at the end of the day, be mindful that time bandits or time vampires, as Jeremy called them. Yeah, the time vampires. Oh, oh, time bandits are everyone, everyone. You've got to be mindful. They're everywhere, and they are going to consume your time if you allow that. So one of the action plans is do a daily or a weekly summary of your time calendar. Put that in place so you know where your time allocations are, where are the things that are you have holes for uh, additional work that you can do, or what are those spaces that you didn't realize you had that you could have been using for more efficiency to grow the business, grow your sales, grow your career, what, whatever it is. And then along with that, putting a practicum in place that you start to become more regimented about this. Mm-hmm. We have to be more critical about our time, my friends. If you haven't watched the movie, there's a movie that uh, I said, I know what you're going to say, and I still haven't watched it. Oh, my Jeremy. I, you gotta, still, I know. So, I don't, what was the name of it? Do you know? Yes. Everyone, write this down. It's called In Time. <laughs> yes. In, in time. time. Isn't and it Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake was the, was the cast on there. Just, you know, I got to tell you, if Keanu Reeves or Denzel Washington or any of those guys were on there, they would have got an Emmy. Yeah. 
But I want you to go and get that movie, go get it on YouTube, wherever you can find it, and it's and you watch that movie. That movie will change your way of looking at time in every way. Isn't it the premise of the movie is that rather than using money as currency, exactly. people use time as currency. They had and they, and they had a band that yeah. they actually they were able to pay for goods via With time, time. Which is a crazy concept. Huge. <laughs> and actually and then you could swap time. Yeah. The other thing is the most wealthiest people in the world had the most time. And the more wealthy you were, the the less the less you grow old. It's yeah. still it actually stood back okay. it held back the time your age yeah. process. That's crazy. But also if you run out of time, you run out of what, Jeremy? You run out of life. Yeah. That was the other part of that. Yeah, for sure. So and guys, get that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think you said a couple things in there that really resonated with me, which is I think one of the biggest skills someone could develop to make better use of their time is to learn how to say no. Yes. And, you yes. know, it's uh, from the, the book, The One Thing, the Gary mm -hmm. Keller book, mm -hmm. you know, he says, um, you know, when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to everything else. Mm -hmm. And that goes both ways. Mm -hmm. When you say yes to doing your highest priority things, you're mm -hmm. saying no to all the other lower priority exactly. things, which is a positive thing. But in the cases where you do say yes to a lower order thing or a lower priority thing, you're saying no to all the other high priority things that you could be doing. Exactly. And so I think, you know, I've heard people say, I'm just not good at saying no. Well, actually, if you're not good at saying no, you're actually really good at saying no. Because right. every time you say yes, you're saying no, no a million times exactly right. to everything else. That's more important probably. It's more important. So I think learning how and when to say no is a huge way of protecting yes. your time and, and protecting yourself from those time bandits. It's interesting, Jeremy, because there was another analogy that's uh, as well along with that is that there is a perception that in, in, the, in the world that people say, I just don't like to do that task or I don't like to do that. Mm -hmm. So they look use that as a means to hold it off or push it away. Yeah. And sometimes it may not be as important then, but you see it coming down the road becoming more critical. Yeah. One of the things that we talk about is bridging, the ability to bridge. Okay. Bridging is the analogy is saying, I'm going to focus on, I have to get to that, that task that I don't like, uh -huh. that's unpleasant, because at the end of that end of that bridge is the goal or the objective that I really want to do. Okay. So it's a version of bridging. Okay. So I have to go through that task yeah. to get to that. And so what the key is, is our mental note, our visibility uh -huh. is visualizing being to the other end where we want that. Okay. So we focus on that so we don't really think about what, what the agony to get through yeah. that. That so test. rather than looking at it as as, a, as an obstacle, right. we look at it as the gateway, the gateway to, to where it. we want to go. It's a great strategy. Yeah. It really does. Okay. Yeah, and so it really helps people to really see things, see it differently. Yeah. And not put so much energy and, and agony on that immediate task in the middle. Yeah. But put and so it, isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. and it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about <laughs> the mindset of like accepting it. Right. Like. The more we push it off, the more we resist it, the more exactly. it comes about. And then usually what was a small little task it turns grows into a big task. It's huge. So exactly. it's like, just accept it. Exactly. Look at it as a bridge rather than a roadblock. Exactly right. And just get through it. Exactly. I like that's an that's a, a interesting way to look and, at and it. Interesting. Oh, yeah. From a psychological standpoint, oh, yeah. it really kind of makes you look so, okay, yeah. I know I want that so bad. Yeah. I know I got, I got to go through this. Yeah. I'll go through it. Yeah. So Awesome. So... 
Cool. So kind of to recap on the time management piece of, you know, being a little bit more strategic yes. and like, I think that de- just dedicating a little bit of time, you know, it's fun block out time to block out your time exactly. of dedicating that, whether it's, it could be just 20 minutes a week exactly. to look at the week ahead or look at the day ahead and just kind of dedicate, okay, here's my highest priority things. Here's where I'm going to do them. Learn how to say no to the distractions and to the, to the, to the time bandits that are trying to, you know, get your time from you. Um, you know, it's interesting. I have a uh, assessment that I, Give us X. Okay. Folks who lead organizations. And, and they and they don't realize, some realize that they have not good time management. Yeah. And some, well, I, I think it's pretty good. Until they do that assessment, yeah. they don't realize how really, how much time they really are not using the right yeah. way. Yeah. And remember this. If, if you are an organizational leader or a business owner and you have time issues or time efficiency issues, it's a trickle effect on the people who you report, who report to you. Sure. Because if there's deadlines that they have to meet that are being held back because the decision maker is not doing it, yeah. then that's just a trickle down effect for the entire organization. Yeah. Yeah. And I think last thing I'll say on it is just changing, <clears throat> changing your mindset. Mindset is huge. And your, your, your verbiage on how you think of time. Yeah. Because so many people just hearing people say, I don't have time. I don't have time. That that's not true. Like you're saying a lie. Because we all have the same amount of time. Exactly. So just changing the words from I don't have time to I didn't prioritize that. Exactly. I Change didn't it. schedule that. I didn't do this. And when you do that, you're actually giving yourself power. Exactly right. Because when you say I don't have time, you feel as if almost you're the victim to the timekeeper. I wasn't given this time. Exactly. But we're all given the same. So when you change your word, you actually give yourself power of, okay, so it's not that I don't have time, it's that I haven't prioritized. Okay, so that means I actually have the power to prioritize my time. Exactly right. So, exactly. you know, it's interesting. I, I don't want to brag, but I'm going to say this. I run three businesses. Yeah. I travel all over the country facilitating, and then I have coaching clients that I work with. Yeah. And I still have a personal life. Yeah. Baby, let me tell you, <laughs> time management, I drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago. Yeah. That's how critical it is. Yeah. If, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to master your time, do what you need to do to put your time as a priority. Yeah. Put it as a priority. And that means even on your calendar. If you need to work out, put it on your calendar. Yeah. Make it a part of your regimen. Yeah. It's a part of your job. Love it, Seth. All right, man. Well, we're going to cut this off. I think this was super powerful, impactful on a, a few different levels. Um, what uh, is there anything you would like to leave people with from, uh, you know, you know, just anything, anything but, you'd like to... Something real quick. I mean, this is at the end of the year now. So, my dear friends, it's, start, it's time. Have you set your goals for 2020? <laughs> if you haven't, start jotting them down. Start jotting them down. And make 2020 your fabulous, most creative, most productive, best year yet. You can, you can do this. You can do this. Yes, sir. Awesome. If there was people listening and they wanted to learn more about you, what you're doing, the business you mentioned, some businesses that you own. Um, is there anywhere you would guide them to go? A website, uh, social media, anything oh, you'd sure. like to share? Sure, even on my LinkedIn page. Uh, LinkedIn? LinkedIn, it's Cedric McSween. Uh, it's C-E-D-R-I-C. McSween is M-C-S-W-E-E-N. And then also, 
go to my website, mcswaincoaching.com. Awesome. It'll give you more information as well. Awesome. Sad, I appreciate your time. It's been awesome, man. Your insight. And uh, hopefully we can do this again in 2020. I look forward to it. All right, brother. Have a good, uh, Take care. Have a good end of your year. There you have it, folks. Another episode down. Thank you again for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the, uh, the conversation with Cedric and I. I know I sure did. He's got tons of knowledge to share. Check out his website. Uh, like he said, Cedric or uh, McSweenCoaching.com. I know he has uh, some ebooks. He's got some resources on there. And, uh, and yeah, if you have any questions, reach out to him on, on LinkedIn, like he said. So thank you again for, for tuning in and for listening. Please, please, please subscribe and share these episodes. It means a lot to me. And until next time, I will, uh, I'll see you then.